Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 4 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with the extremely talented voiceover actor and narrator, Tara Langella. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Viviana, and I'm so excited to be here chatting with you today. I am so excited, too. We have so much to catch up on and talk about because you've been a busy lady, too. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, too. Oh, my gosh. You are just you are the audiobook goddess. <laughs> you're floating around. You're going you're, you know, interviewing everyone. I mean, you you are doing a lot of stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love what I do. And I'm in it provides me the opportunity to talk to awesome folks like you. So I was like, yeah, um, it's yeah. just so much. So why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into voiceover acting and narration and, you know, the whole shebang. It was a very long time ago in 1882. And I've been, no, it, uh, it was a long <laughs> <laughs> I think Lincoln was president. Uh, it was a very long time ago. And I started, you know, as a little kid, I loved to perform. I loved to perform. So, of course, I got into the theater and uh, it was um, <clears throat> I was a theater kid. You know, I, I went to shows all the time and, um, you know, went to went, went to Broadway shows. Uh, I started studying theater. It's all I wanted to do was be like, on the stage doing doing live theater. And, um, it, you know, that's that's pretty much how I started. I started um, working in like repertory companies. I went to school for theater. And then I heard a phenomenal production of I'm a Shakespeare fanatic. I love Shakespeare. And I, I firmly believe that Shakespeare is the foundation for everything that you do as an actor. I think if you, if you can do that, and you've, you've probably heard other actors say the same thing, do Shakespeare, you can do anything. And I heard this production of Othello, which was done, it was, it was an audio production. Now this, now we're going, we're going back a few years now. <clears throat> I think they were called books on tape then, children. <laughs> books on tape. They were actually on like cassette tapes. And I heard this and I was like, oh, it took me to a whole other level a whole other level of just, I could not believe what I was hearing. And it, it was really um, intense for me because the language and the musicality, everything that that evoked in me just from hearing these actors' voices, you know, they didn't have the the physicality, I you know, to, to I couldn't, you know, rely on that. And so what that did is it kind of opened something up in me so I could listen to their performances. But then in my imagination, it took me to a whole other level. And I was like, I want to do this. I really want to do this. And uh, I did. I started doing, you know, voiceover. And I remember when I booked my first commercial, I think it was for Kemper Auto Insurance. Um, um, so and I went into the studio and I was like, this is amazing. I just was like, it was it was such a high. I didn't think I could anything could make me feel that way it felt to be on like on a stage in front of a live audience. But it did. It did. And I love the freedom. Like I said, the freedom the voice gives you. You know, you're not, you know, trapped or, or by any kind of physicality. I can play anything. I can play anything. I can play a creature. You know, I can I can play a little girl. I can play, you know an older woman. I can play, you know, pretty much, you know, you know, within, you know, within my wheelhouse and, you know, within within range, anything I want. And I, I love that. 
I absolutely love that. So that's that's how I started. That's how I got into it. And then I just started doing more and more voiceover work and less theater. Which I still love. I, I absolutely love it being live. But voiceover is really it for me. Like, I just love being behind the mic. Yeah, I've noticed that you have you get this like gleaming your eye and even in your voice when you're when you've <laughs> talked about you know, projects that you're doing or been on and all the excitement and you can like, it's still fun for you. Oh God, Viviana, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. And I, I think you have to be in this business. You have to be, you have to be obsessed with it. You have to love it. And because you are, especially if you're doing, um, you know, whatever it is, whether you're, you're, you're narrating or you're doing video games or you're doing, um, you know, uh, animation, all of it, you know, you're spending a lot of the time auditioning, right? So you're auditioning a lot, um, you know, so you have to love it. You have to love that process, not just the end result of, oh, I've, you know, I've got to work. I've got to work. I've got to work. I've got to work. You have to enjoy every single part of it because that's, you know, that that's part of the industry is is getting out there and auditioning. And I love every part of it. I really, really do. I mean, I think I think the, the process of creating the characters is really what's the most fun. You know, the project is out, the project is out and you're proud of it and you love it. It's like, all right, here we go. It's time to give birth to another character now. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's find out who she is. Ooh, this is going to be exciting. Who is she? That is true because uh, in someone like you that does a lot of videos and voiceover and, you know, cartoons and animation and stuff like that, you still want to keep each character slightly different versus you kind of want them second guessing. Is that, is that, is that Tara? Is that, you know, versus, yeah. oh yeah, that's Tara. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which her. is not a bad thing. It's not, it would not be a bad thing, but you, you have this knack, a gift to give each of these characters such a wide range that you could be listening and watching one video and then jumping on a video game and, and you're go and you would have maybe no idea that it's one and the same. Well, thank you. Because that's, that is, that is, that's the goal. You know, we want to make sure the characters are differentiated and, and and a lot of that, too, is and I've been really lucky and just blessed to work with incredible um, writers, authors, video game developers, you know, directors. And and then when the material you have this wonderful material to work with, it sort of just lends itself. I always say this about Shakespeare. One of the reasons I love Shakespeare so much is I, I feel like Shakespeare did the work for you. And any good writer does the work for you. So it's all there. Some people say, oh, you know, Shakespeare, it's, you know. It's no, it's there. And if you allow the words to affect you instead of like uh, trying to make them do something that you feel they should be doing, um, if you allow that musicality to kind of hit, it helps you. It just it, all of a sudden the character just kind of comes out. Yeah, the a lot of times the and I see it more so in romance than I do in other genres where the listeners are always lovey-dovey on, on the narrators. And I'm the one that's like, well, they wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for the author. Absolutely. <laughs> so you may all... want to say something about them. <laughs> I lo are you kidding me? I'm like, please. It's all about mm -hmm. the writers. It's all about the writers. That's why I'm so excited about, you know, we had the writer's strike. You, There's nothing without them. They are the storytellers. I'm part of the story. And I, I'm a storyteller as well, but they're creating the story. I'm just living in it. <laughs> I'm just living in 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 that incredible world that they're creating these these epic stories and and characters. And I, it's a privilege. It's a privilege when when you are hired to do, uh, you know, an author like that's that's their baby. You know, it's 
maybe and you're like okay i have this in, in my mind i have these these voices in my head and so it's a privilege and it's a responsibility to make sure that you are honoring the author and honoring their characters because they're not your own it, it becomes i guess sort of a marriage of both is there, you know when, when you have the best sort of relationship within the best of worlds it's it's a marriage of both you know your author and your narrator coming together um you know so you have you have the author's voice and the narrator's voice and they just blend and when it works it works yeah i i've seen it where it's worked brilliantly and, and to the point where you just i get to like oh, i'm watching a movie in front yes. of my head kind of like that's like oh okay that was good <laughs> yes, yes. that's what i want to hear too in an audiobook i i i want to hear it for me and i know everyone's different i know that there are there are listeners that maybe don't want that they they sort of want you know maybe a um I want to hear it as a, I want to hear a performance. You know, I want to hear that, that, that performance going on. Like I heard when I, in Othello, you know, there's just so many incredible, incredible narrators and stories and uh, the talent that's out there is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I like to get carried away. Yeah. I mean, and when you can get to the point where you would pick up a book that you would never really pick up in general, cause it's not your genre. Or anything like that. And then you end up listening and you're going, when's the next one coming out? <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. Yep. You know, that's how good the book was written, but also performed because there's been some fantastic books that are like, I read them eyeball wise and the narration. Mm, 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 nope. <laughs> and, you know, there's, and you're like, nope, I'm going back to eyeballing. Thank you. And then the other flip side has been where, Again, really good writing, but maybe too many pros or too many uh, adjectives and descriptors and stuff like that. And I'm like, it, it's who's the narrator? It's, oh, yeah, it's 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 terrible. Can we pick it up? You know, easy peasy, you know, automatic buy for the audiobook, depending on the narrators, um, yeah. because they can make it and they can break it. But most of the time they can totally make a book shine brighter than it already does on its own. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So before we started talking um, during the recorded side of the things, I had mentioned that People tend to use voiceover and narrators title-wise um, for this purpose as interchangeable or different to differentiate. I kind of like, I see where it's the same, but at the same time, I'm like, for me, narration is more like audiobooks and voiceovers like animation and video games. What are your thoughts on that? For me personally, I see it as all the same. I, I Not the same in the sense of how it's done, but in the same acting is acting. So for me, I look at it all as acting. So uh, to me, I would approach, um, and, and I'm sure people will disagree with this, but I, I approach anything, whether it's a video game or an audio book or, um, you know, an animated character, I my approach is the same. My creative approach is the same. It's who is this character? Whether that character is, you know, a cartoon cat <laughs> or whether that character, you know, it's always going to be about who is the character, what is the truth of that character. So the approach is the same. Now, the delivery may be different. The technique may be different. Um, you know, obviously, if I'm on stage, that is a very different approach or a different kind of um technique that I'm using. I have to project. My performance can be a little more, has to be truthful. It has to be real, but it still has to be slightly stylized because it's going out to a larger audience. As I'm talking to you about the theater, my voice is starting to project. So 
Um, obviously, if I'm doing an audiobook, we want to be talking to the listener. You know, you're my you're my friend. We're having a conversation like we are now, Viviana. And it's and it's it's obviously the technique is different um, on the mic, but the approach is the same. The approach of of the truthfulness of the character and what they want, what they desire, and you know how they serve the story is the same. Yeah. Well, and that's the truth. I mean, the way I see it too is like when, regardless if it's one or the other, sometimes people are like, well, it was a short story versus a novella versus a full audiobook. I'm like, your performance should not matter at this point if it's, you know, tiny, short, or little, whatever. But I know sometimes that differentiation. Because I see sometimes some of the narrators say, "Hey, I'm a na- I'm a narrator, so and so. My name is blah blah, and I'm a narrator." Others will bust out with voiceover actor, and I'm like, "Is it because one sounds fancier than the other one?" <laughs> you know, um, yeah. or they're they're trying to differentiate between maybe the type of work that they're doing. I don't differentiate at all. I, I'm an actor, and um, that's it. Or or I'll, I'll use um, I think voiceover artist. I actually like the word artist. Because Me too, I, actually. I, so I'm a voiceover artist. That's really the most accurate way to put it. Um, so I'm a voiceover artist and I work in a lot of different mediums using my voice. Um, and that is, that's what I do. I think there are some people though that call themselves narrators because that is their primary focus. That is what they do. They're like, I'm a narrator. You know, maybe they're not doing video games or they're not, you know, interested in that or they're not doing commercial work or, you know, so they're like, I'm this. I know some people that are promo. Uh, they do a lot of, um, you know, network promos for television and they're like promo voice because that's what they do. Uh, so they're going to brand themselves with with that. They have a very specific lane and they do it brilliantly. So that's where they're going to, I think, brand themselves. But for me, I want to I'm a voiceover artist, so I'm going to do it, do it all. Yeah. And that actually brings a good point because there's a lot of you guys that wear so many hats. You are doing the commercials, you're doing the animation, you're doing the books, you're doing this, you're doing that. Uh, We may even hear you in the elevator. Um, So, yeah. You'll hear me in Disney. You'll hear me there. Uh, Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) You'll hear me there. Yes. Yeah. When you shared that, I literally went to the park. I'm like, (laughs) and I was with my husband and and I did the whole little girl thing. Like when you like, grab their shirt and you just like knock on like mom you know like babe babe i know her (laughs) Uh, you'll hear me yes yeah yeah so but i do love that term of the voiceover artist because it encompasses so many different things and as a girl that wears many hats in this industry that would be my issue (laughs) how do i identify i don't know i do it all artist Um, artist artist. yeah and i think that's an important word um artist art as opposed to you know, content or things like that. And, um, you know, especially now with, uh, you know, uh, of course, you know, AI is the big, you know, elephant in the room, you know, to know that art is something that is, you know, this, this is our humanity that we're talking. So it's so important to know that this, yeah, art does give us our humanity, doesn't it? I mean, it does. Yeah, so it does. The emotion that, that can be evoked by listening how, or watching yes and this is how we understand ourselves and others and the human condition it's, it's 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 through our art um, and that's what we're fighting for to be able to i mean and and you know of course obviously writers and, and actors have been, have been fighting for AI, but this affects everyone this this, this issue that affects everybody yeah so yeah. um yeah so i hope we can i mean the writers have have a big win so yes they're so gonna be talking again i think on monday 
Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I'm remaining positive about it. So. Yeah. And I think it's important too, because again, part of the artist and the artwork that, that is done, but it's happening now, even with, with the writers, with the, like with the book writers, a lot of times in, yeah. in, in the audiobook world, there was a couple of authors that were like, well, if it's going to be less expensive to have my audiobooks made via AI versus human person, um, they were like all for it. And I, and I literally said it to a friend and the other day, they're like, damn, you were right. And I, and I said, as soon as it hits their pocketbook, they're going to have a problem with it. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yep. indeed. And it will. And they have already. It started. It's already it's started. Starting. It's yep. starting. And everybody's all about, you know, chat GPT. I'm like, just wait. Just mm-hmm. wait. You're going to be paying for that. Yep. You know, you're going to be paying for it. And, you yeah. know, AI, AI, and that's, and you know, Viviana, I'm glad you said that because it, AI isn't the issue. AI really isn't the problem. I mean, there, there's, it's, it's humans. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who are saying, oh, I just want to use this. You know, I just want to do this. Or it's that, um, you know, I, and I don't think people realize, you know, they think, oh, you know, it's it's not going to affect anything. No, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's affecting everybody and it's affecting authors. Yeah, it is. And I mean, even when it comes down to the, the creative side, like one of my things that I sometimes find it very difficult to write is um, on my social medias, like about this episode of the chat. You know, when I when I go post about the episode uh, that is now live and I want to kind of convey a little bit of something that, you know, tantalize the, the, the readers to click listen. And th- and I could I'm like and I stress about it and I and I get the right verbiage. And how else can I say that she's awesome besides saying that she's awesome? Right. Uh, right? And so I then get these commercials that are like, you know, you can use AI to create your content post and then this and this. And I'm going, it would be so much easier if I just did. You know, but it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be my voice. You wouldn't hear the whole squeaky in writing sounds so much better than audio. Uh, (laughs) 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 Yeah, kind of a thing. It's just one of those where the humanity of it, because at that point, then if anything can be written like that, then why would you want to listen and think it was a create, you know, a fun kind of conversation that versus just yes. Today on the episode of the butt, blah, 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 you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, as soon as it hits someone's pocketbooks, they're like, yo, no. And I'm like, oh, wait, what'd you say about it? Or wasn't it like easier before? <laughs> yeah. Was I that petty girl that did that offline, folks? I did it offline. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> and thankfully, there are incredible um, artists and production companies yes. and, and casting directors and, 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 you know, producers that are like, we want to work with mm-hmm. humans. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so that's, I that's know. He, yeah. And I know sometimes humans can be a pain in the ass. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they have the attitude sometimes they have a, what do you mean you're tired? You've only been doing this for an hour or what do you mean you're tired? It's only been eight hours that you've been doing this uh, oh. <laughs> kind of thing. But the results is just so much more worth it. Absolutely. At the end. So, yeah. Because, you know, you cannot get those kind of emotions by listening to uh, an AI program as, for example, Dallas in TJ London's books. Oh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. I love Dallas. I, yes. love, I love being Dallas. Yeah. So that's the historical fiction book that I probably would have never picked up because, not, I mean, like it's historical fiction. Some folks love it. World yes, War II yes. fanatics, mm-hmm. you know, pick up the Lincolns, whatever, any historical era that you want to do it. Um, but I picked that book up and listened to it specifically 
And the, you know, the first one that I listened to was the man of war and multicast duet narration, everything else. But the way that it was being the emotion that was, in, you know, provo provoking and prodding. And if they were happy, I was happy when they were crying. I was like, Oh my God, there's going to be tears coming out. Stop it. TJ. Uh <laughs> I know, man. You know? Oof, she, oh, she pushed me boy. Oh, did she push me? Which is again, one of the reasons that's what a good, that's what a, not a good, that's what a phenomenal artist does. They provoke. Yeah. I think that is an artist's job. An artist's job is to push boundaries. And you know, people say, oh, people, you know, people push. And they go, that's an artist's job. <laughs> they're supposed to, they're supposed to take risks. They're supposed to, you know, not play things safe. That's what an artist does. And and PJ did that. And um, I loved working, um, you know, I loved working on those, uh, on the saga. Uh, I really, really did. And, and, and Della's just kind of, you know, and and it's really wonderful too when you're when you're working with an author like that because you um find yourself when you can surprise yourself, and um I would find that would happen as well, sort of like oh you know I didn't know this was gonna I mean I would get so emotional you know in, during sessions I'm thinking about it getting getting emotional about it now just with Dallas and just my my heart would, was breaking yeah her was broke yeah. like constantly and i'm like oh, dj why are you doing this <laughs> you know? i know why you know and then of course we know why because you know that that payoff is is just brilliant and it you know it rips you apart you feel it um and that's what and a brilliant storyteller will do yeah i mean her writing is phenomenal and oh. is so superb and then she hands it she hands off this baby of hers to you guys and like you have knocked it out of the park not only with like let's with dallas when she is an emotional wreck i feel like she's an emotional wreck and then you get in another part there's this sassy vixen happening that she doesn't know if she's being you know cheeky or she's being like like stop it right now like this is no more bullshit and i completely feel it when you're narrating it you know through it my earbuds i'm like oh my god he's pissed <laughs> Well, again, you know, it's just, it's all the right, it's all the writing, you know, and John is just so incredible and wonderful and infuriating, you know, and he's so vivid, you know, I, I was seeing him when I was narrating, I was seeing that son of a bitch. Yeah. Ad, adorable, handsome. <laughs> and I was like that friend that was incredible watching the man. interaction, you know, uh, on the side and be like, you get him, girl, tell him how it is, come on. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean those two going toe to toe oh, yeah but also, my favorite yeah but the the dallas is a really strong character oh, and fierce you, you if, exactly fierce i mean gun holding gun wielding shoot you if she has to but in those moments of vulnerability yeah. oh you know it it was just done beautifully uh and so a uh, trigger warning for anybody uh as someone that has lost a pregnancy and you know has miscarried and stuff like that i always when i hear that there is a that topic or performance in a book i'm always a little hesitant not because of my own issues but how the story is going to be written and most of the time it's like sometimes even if the intent is it's to just kind of like push it around and put it in the closet again as if it never happened and other times it's taken as if it's some form of shame and that you couldn't carry the baby, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's not how this works, folks. No. Uh, 
But not only did TJ do a phenomenal job of writing the emotions and the gun wrenching of it, you performed it. And I was like, that's that's like if I ever had to explain how I felt with my losses, I probably would just press play and say that's (laughs) because the emotion was just there and still having to get up again and do work, you know? Yeah, Yeah. that was that was rough. It really was. And and that's the thing, too, about the actor and being the artist to be able to portray such a difficult conversation and, you know, do that session and then probably turn around later in the day to do animation and everything's happy. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, turn around and be like a creature of some kind. Yeah. 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 That's but that's why I love the business. That's what that's exactly what I love so much about it. Viviana is those changes is is exploring that being able to do that. And, you know, sometimes you'll get into. Uh, video game sessions are, are notorious for this where you will I will audition for a particular character and sometimes I book that character but a lot of the times you go into the session and you're like oh this is a totally different character or you'll have um I was doing Elder Scrolls and I had uh, my session and I had four different characters you know one of them I knew that I was doing it's like all right Tara, you're going to do this one now so you have that opportunity to you know look at that picture talk to the director and like all right all right, let's see what you got. And that's when you kind of call upon your, you know, magic treasure chest and you <laughs> of creativity and you go in and you you have to make choices very quickly. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's like, all right, let's see what we can do here. You know, and sometimes, you know, and, and when the magic happens, it happens. Sometimes you got to, you know, right, let's see what else you got. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. And then you come up with something else. Or we love that because you add a bit of this. And that's the part of, of it that I love. That mm-hmm. That's the part that's magic to me. Yeah. It, again, being able to jump into even within the same scenes or characters and animations where there is completely different things going on in front of you. And I'm like, how the heck did they do that? <laughs> you know, I was like, dang, because I've seen some of this, the, the, the animations and some even some of the video games. And I'm like, dude, she's hopping from this to that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And also the stamina. stamina. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're doing a, and I, I, I play a lot of, it's very funny that I, I tend to play a lot of really like big, um, powerful sort of fierce, just boss characters that, you know, have a lot of personality and usually I'm the person that people are cursing out when they're playing a game. They're like, oh, God, great. I got to beat this thing. And it's usually <laughs> me. I curse myself out. I, I play my games. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't beat I can't beat me. And then I just curse at myself incessantly. Um, there'll be like Reddit Reddit threads on my characters, you know. So it's it's very, very funny. And and sometimes those sessions, um, especially if you're playing a, a vocally stressful character, you, you're you're you know, you're level 10. Um, and sometimes you're on that level for, for a long time. So yeah, so there's a lot of stamina that's involved too. So tell us a little bit about these sessions. I have a a dear close friend of mine that also does video games and, you know, when I'm talking to them, they'll, they'll say something like, yeah, I just, I just finished a four hour session. Yeah. Me being more included on the audiobook side, I understand the whole being in the booth Mm -hmm. concept. So what, how, what does a session to you look like? What is that? So it's a, a session to me, depending upon what the role is, the game, they, I mean, the sessions can be shorter. They can be anywhere from, you know, a one hour session. They could be two and a half or they could be multiple four hour sessions, especially if you're playing um, a large role. Um, so um, you 
depending upon what it is, um, if some you know a, a go in studio. I mean, I mean, I do work you know remotely now pretty much. But there are times when they want you, especially if it's maybe a very vocally stressful session where there's going to be a lot of yelling or, or you know, dying time. <laughs> um, they want they want to have that control, so I'll, I'll go into studio in, into in New York and do that. But regardless, you half the times you you don't get your script in advance, so you will you book the role, um, you get ready. You, I have all my water water. I have all of my herbal, you know, remedies here that I need to keep my throat functioning. Uh, and then you will work with the director. Sometimes the writer is there, which is fantastic. Sometimes the the client is there, the producer. So you can be online with, you know, one, two, four, five, six people at, at one time. And you get your script, you get the briefing from the director, and you jump on in. And you go in and uh, you start to, again, depending upon what the role is, sometimes it's sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's a role. You know where this, you know who she is. You know, some some characters are a little more um, you know obvious than others. And then you can have very, I did play a very, very, very complex character um, in a, well, it's, I, I, I can say it because it was announced now uh, in a video game called Pacific Drive. And uh, she's a phenomenal, phenomenal character. I can't talk about the story yet because it's it, it has not been released it's coming out 2024 um but i loved this character and the sessions were four hours and the director was phenomenal and um the writer was there so it, that was really great to have that insight too into the narrative of what's going on here and what's going on and they would have to tell me you know sometimes they would have pieces of the game that they could show me which is great but a lot of the time you're working with your mind and you're working with the director and you're and you're developing that character. So that is a great game because that was months of recording. So you're starting to really kind of you, you really get to know the character very, very, very well. Uh, so that's really great. But a lot of the times it's OK, here you go. Boom. Oh, by the way, can you do this? Great, because here you go. And then you, you do it. So but that comes from that comes from just a lot of years of doing it. And for me, also coming from the theater, that is very, very helpful because you have the techniques to call upon uh, to give you the confidence to be able to make those choices fast. Yeah. As a planner, that would be a little difficult for me. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. You know, and and you know, Viviana, I'm glad you said that because I am not a planner. I am not. (laughs) I am. I've always been. I've always been kind of a fly by the seat of my ass uh, type of person. And that's not to say that I have to plan. I. I mean, I have to. You know, right? I have to plan. I have to schedule. I have to do things. It's not that. It's just that the more. It's very hard to describe it because in the theater you have a ton of rehearsal time. You have a lot of rehearsal. You have time, or you're preparing for an audiobook. You have the luxury of time to go in and and prep, and you have to. But video games, you don't really have that time. And sometimes you have to do, you're doing an audition. um, And sometimes you have to get that audition in right away. So you need to make a choice quickly and be confident about it and and get it out there. And it helps to be able to have that ability. You need to have both. You know, you need to, you do need to be able to plan, but you do need to be able to have the confidence to think on your feet in this business because you don't know, you want to be prepared for anything that they're going to throw at you. Yeah. And I really right now have a mental picture of you being behind the mic in a session and them saying, and now do it Irish. <laughs> yes. Can, yes. Uh, hey, can you do this accent? You don't want to be able to say, no, I can't. Right? I want to be able to say, absolutely. I can do that. Sure. So 
that just that comes from. So I guess I shouldn't say I fly by the seat of my pants. I prepare. You've so prepared and fly by the seat. Yes. Of my yes. Yes. Exactly. Because one thing I I know from like from the book world of the the, the narrator may be asked, "Hey, do you, do you do an Irish accent?" And if they do it well, great. They'll say yes. And others have said, "Not yet." but I will. <laughs> or they've said, yes, I can. And then they run for coaching um, because they have time to be able to do that. From what you're describing, it's just, you know, kind of a bit of a wing of what the other folks that know more of what's going on than you do. And you're just saying, okay, just, just, what do you want now? <laughs> what do you want? What do you yeah, want? What do you want? How about this? You know, and it's, it's nice to come with, you know, you, there's a balance too, you know, you do want to, it's nice to be able to come with ideas. You know, it's nice to to kind of present, you know, if you're working with the director and they're open to that, you know, say, hey, well, you know, I was thinking about this and uh, say, oh, okay, great. Try it. You know, let's see. Oh, we love that. Or, oh, we're going to, you know, so it's, it's, it's the collaboration is what's, uh, what's exciting to me too. And when you're doing these sessions, are is it like, like it would be like a when it's duet narration or are you just doing solely your character? No, you're, when you video game, you're working on your own. You are solely. So there's so many facts. Think about those directors and those narrative designers. Like they're brilliant at what they do because it's like putting in these puzzle pieces, right? So they're directing and then they have these other actors that they've got to piece in. And when you're working on a game that's huge and has, you know, a multicast, you've got to make sure all these pieces fit together. And it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. So video games, you are recording uh, solo, recording your roles, just you. Yeah, as a girl that's not traditionally a gamer, my gaming consists of Super Mario Brothers and Pac-Man. Oh, and yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you know, um, and things like that. Now there is complete like sagas and almost like oh, literally watching a movie. And that, that's right. That's right. They um, you know, they're very cinematic. Yes, very cinematic. And some of them get to choose which way they if if you pick A, it's gonna, you know, this is what's gonna happen. Do you want to pick B? And it's so in, in you know immersive in that sense. Mm-hmm. But the fandom is just oh, oh wow, wow. I tell you, I um so Honkai Star Rail is very popular. There's a there's a Hoyoverse, they do Genshin Impact, which is a a um uh uh, a wonderful, wonderful game. It was a, a phone game, um, but now it's it's on. Is Genshin on? I think Genshin is coming on PlayStation. I know Honkai is coming on PlayStation this next month, October tenth, I believe. And I, when I was cast as the villain Fantilia, it it was absolutely insane because the game has such a huge following. I'm obsessed with it. And when I audition, I now when we get video game auditions, they're they're code named. We don't know what the game is because they're protecting their property. So intellectual well, I property. <laughs> I don't know what I'm auditioning for. So it was codenamed. So I saw this character and I looked at her. Oh God, she's just stunning. She's gorgeous. And I auditioned, didn't think about it. And then I got it and I didn't know what game it was. And when I saw, when I found out the game, I was I was so excited because I play it. <laughs> <laughs> I play the game. And um, I I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to be in it. And that, there's different kinds of games. And, you know, that's a character Fantilia is who's he's kind of a very obvious, you know, she's she's um she's a baddie. I mean, she's she's big in so many ways. She's actually literally a giant like she's gigantic. She's gorgeous. And she's she's very, very evil. Um, And that is a role playing game. There are so many different styles of video games now. And that's important, just like there's different styles of audiobooks. And so when you're auditioning, 
um, and this comes into what we were talking about, Viviana, about approach. You need to know what genre you're auditioning for. You need to kind of know because that's going to obviously affect your um, your choices, you know, how, how far you're going to go and what you're going to do, you know. Are you playing um, a very, you know, realistic-based um, very cinematic, very grounded, very naturalistic film performance, like a, a lot of video games are today. You know, they're looking for these very real performances. They're like, we don't want it to be, we don't want cartoony. We want real. We want grounded. Or is it a video game where it is, they do want more of an over the top? What's the style? And you have to know that so that when you are preparing your audition, that you can prepare appropriately so that you can book the gig. Yeah. And I'm glad that they at least provide you with that much insight on your edition because it almost because they have to keep their intellectual property protected. Most of the time, the most they, they'll probably tell you, like, they're really, really big and they do have an Irish accent. Go. Yes. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they don't give you any information. And this will happen in animation sometimes. Sometimes a lot of the times they will give you a picture, which is the best because you want to picture like what do they look like you know do they what is this character like are they do they have fangs do they have that's going to affect the way that i speak are they are they big are they you know what what is their physicality um but sometimes you don't get much so you have to kind of go all right you that's when you use your imagination and that's when you get as specific as you can so that you can really create a performance you know sometimes you'll get paragraphs that really like whoa okay you'll get so much information about the character pages uh and then sometimes you'll get like you know nothing and you just have to kind of go from there yeah well that's where i mean i cannot even imagine how that would work in, in book world because oh when people, when people don't prep like i've had y'all have told me stories guys you know this the, the narrators when all of a sudden chapter 24 in his russian accent and you're going fuck <laughs> I've been Irish this whole it's time. Alive. <laughs> yeah, you got to read the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's prep. You've mm -hmm. got so you can have the freedom. Freedom is in the preparation. And, you know, theater, you're, you're doing scenes over and over, over. And over again, right? So you, you get your script, you block the scenes. And my I was always that actor that wanted to get, we call, we, we call it off book. So you have your script and you're kind of walking around, putting in your blocking. Blocking is your stage direction or where you're going. And um, then you, you're walking around with your script. And I was like, I got to get this out of my hand ASAP. So I was always one of those people that wanted to be off book as soon as possible. So I get the script out of my hand so I could I could see the other actors and I could perform and I could I can, you know, hit my marks and do what I needed to do. And then within that, um, there's a lot of repetition, 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 repetition. All right, we're going to do this scene again. Okay, now we're going to do it this way. We're going to do it this way. And also depending upon your director. And I had one director that really just, he loved to do scenes. I mean, Viviana, over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I loved it because you got to a point where it was it, it just breathed out of you because the words went away. You know, the words, it's not about the words. Dave Fenoy, who is, uh, you know, one of my mentors and is just a phenomenal actor and video game actor. Like he, he's he's an icon and he's always talks about that. It's not about the words. It's not about the words. And even in, and you say, hey, wait a second, but audiobook, it's about the author and it's about those words are important. They are. But it's what's behind those words. You don't want to play the words. 
you want to make sure those words get out. Those aren't, you know, those, those, that's someone that that's, that's the work, but what's behind those words. What's the motion behind those words. What's really going on. You don't want to play literally everything. You want to play what's underneath that, the subtext, what's the character thinking. You know, I could be telling somebody, I hate you, but underneath that is really, God, I love you or I miss you. That's going to affect the way I say, I hate you. So those are things that, that are very, very important subtext. Yeah, sorry, I just had a dullest moment there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says that. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Like when, and I think that a good example, uh, one that I've used before, is like when we talk to our dogs, right? The tone, yes. they don't yes. understand a damn thing we're saying to them. We can say, you stupid little motherfucker, little, 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 you know, but they, <laughs> they hear, oh my God, you're so awesome. I love you too. Oh my God, yes, shake that ass, shake that ass, you know? Um, and that's the same thing when it comes down to the performance. I, you know, as much as I love my zooms with the cameras off in this case for recording, and I tend to do that just because people tend to relax more. I would, when it comes down to these important conversations, I want you in the room with me or mm. on camera. And that's because I can pick up on the body language, yes. not just what you're telling me. I give good phone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and at the day job, I was like, thank God. There are no cameras on these phones because, oh, <laughs> the eye rolling that would be happening as I'm still sounding like I'm fine with you. <laughs> well, that, that's what's so great, though, because you can hear you can hear all those things. Yes, there was actually a, cl- a course bringing a smile to your voice. <laughs> yes, yes. You hear that a lot in commercial, you know, yeah. commercials. Oh, you know, we want to hear a little more smile, a little more smile in the voice. OK, you know, <laughs> so can you fucking hear it now. <laughs> we want to smile. <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah. and commercials too i mean to mm-hmm. me it's the same approach it's it's like even if you're you know doing a commercial about blinds i mean i it doesn't matter you have to be able to uh have a choice have a specific point of view and you have to be convincing and and like you're talking to you know like the way that we're talking now you know it's like hey you know um so I approach commercials the same way. I don't want it to just be like you're selling something, you know, and of course, you know, at the end of the day, we are selling, you know, that that's what that's what's happening. But, you know, you want it to sound like you're having an authentic conversation. You know, they're all the specs all the time. We want, you know, real and, you know, you know, having, you know, the talking to your best friend kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You hear that in commercials now. Yeah. But even it gets a, it's a huge marketing thing. You oh, yeah. don't ever want to come across as sell, you know, buy this, buy that, buy me this, you know, get, you know, buy my services, buy me my voice and stuff like that. With that commercial with the blinds, for an example, as mundane as that sounds, <laughs> you know, like okay. also adulting, the things you get excited about, <laughs> you know, yeah, right, 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 versus a child. Um, but if you're telling me now, I'm seeing this story about how you finally find those blinds that will completely make your room not only look good, but provide you that privacy and, you know, give away the light. So when you can yes. sleep, peace. I'm going, yes, because yeah. I can't do the light when I'm sleeping. I see light. I'm wide awake. The birds are singing. I'm happy. It's yeah. And you're working in the morning. Hard. You're working hard and you're tired and you deserve your rest. Yes. These are going to help you do that. Well, you know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Why, would, why wouldn't I want those? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, that's, but that's what gets you so telling you the story. The um, story. There's yeah, this story. Mm-hmm. I got someone in had me interested in a video game um, because they told me what the, what the story was about, not ever telling me that it was a video game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, that's a video game. Damn, I yeah. got to play it. You'll see, trailers. <laughs> You'll see trailers sometimes. And yeah. and now it's, you're, you're, you're seeing trailers for video games. People think they're movies. And yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. That's it's, what they are now. It's incredible. Especially yeah. the capture and everything. They're just, mm-hmm. oh. No, yeah. And again, I'm not that gamer that will sit there for five hours. My my niece is. She was so proud of the of the upgrade on the chair that she got recently. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> nice. Good. Yes. Yeah, I know. She got, and she's been buying all the pieces. I mean, I'm looking at her and I'm like, woman, you're 21. And she's so excited about the, the computer and the lights and things like that. And the last time I went to visit her, she's like, sit there. And I'm like, what am what are we doing? She's like, I'm going to show you this video game. And <laughs> I was like, okay show it to me and i'm going does this make it go move left or right and she got frustrated with me Uh (laughs) oh it takes time it takes time to get you you know kind of kind of used to that get that muscle memory going again super mario brother (laughs) abc classic classic (laughs) yeah but again it's just the 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 fandom is phenomenal they're so supportive and they're ravishing and you know and when you have conferences and have you been have you gone or have you been going now to the events that are you know for the the video games and the animations i have not i do have I, i'm going to have a, a streamily signing that i have coming oh, up yay 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 so i'm very excited that's going to be coming up november 6th i'll have, i'll have more information about that soon so i have some prints and some of some fun characters that's uh uh fantilia specifically that'll that'll be uh that'll be signing there so yeah, I'm hoping next year I'll be getting to getting out to more mm-hmm. more cons and more events. Yeah, not only for the you know for the video games and the animation, but Book World has yes. been significantly more open about having the narrators attend. That's I understand great. why the concerns are. I get it. We can talk about that in another episode. But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> the so many more uh, book signings on every like the other day. I have someone that says, "Hey, did you hear about this?" I'm like, "No, that one's new." I have a running list and then I sell spreadsheets um, of all these events because they're just, you know, coming out of nowhere in a good way. And yeah, there's so many voiceover events. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, next year is going to be, you know, the year where it's like, you know, I'm very excited about. Yeah. Are you going already? uh, Because I'm again planning. (laughs) Uh, Do you have any already that you have in the books that you that as of right now? Because I know things happen and life changes. So don't quote us. Uh, But I'm to uh dark star con in in new orleans i'm gonna be there yeah are you going i am it hasn't been announced yet but i'm like the official oh. podcast <laughs> oh, 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 news it's news here just announced here yeah. Um, uh yeah so i'm excited me too I've never been to new orleans either so i'm i'm, I'm, <gasps> I'm yeah yeah uh yeah i was talking to denise and troy and uh, the, the venue is fantastic august though i was like sir <laughs> Because I've been there. Yeah, I've been there before. And I'm like, sir. (laughs) Is it warm? Is it very warm? It's it's so hot. It's so hot. Yeah, it's so hot. Yes, yes. You you go down there. Like, it's it's worse than Savannah, Georgia in in, in mid-August, you know? But it is such a colorful, you know, romantic and spontaneous and you know kind of a city where there's a little bit of everything from if you're a foodie if you're you know uh so many movies have been filmed there or or were inspired by there and also books like i did it the last time sherilyn kenyon has a series that she writes it's a pnr and it takes place in new orleans as their headquarters and sometimes they travel other places but their headquarters everything's in new orleans and i found the building in which that's where the bar is. And I'm like such geeking out. <laughs> Took a photo in front of it and then did the trail because she had the map. 
So that's definitely something that is fun when authors do that. And they kind of tell you, yeah, this was, you know, inspired by, you know, this place and so and so. And this is this is what I refer to the building as that. But this is what it looks like. And it's so historic. Great for ghost tours, by the way. Yes. Um, yes. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm good. excited. Yeah. So be, that's in August. Are you looking into attending anything before that or will that be then technically your first? I'm looking to be attending um, a VO Atlanta. Which okay. Is going to be March, I think. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta is March. Think so. And then I don't. Those those are the ones that I have right now. And then there's some. Then there's some um, other cons and things like that 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 are tentative mm-hmm. for more video game stuff. Nice. So, yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, that VO one in Atlanta has been eyeballing for a while, a couple of years. Yeah. So I'm hoping to one of these days be able to go to it. But heck just being able to to go to some of these things these conferences i've been to some cons where and you know with the animations and the fandom and things like that and being with people with cosplay oh my god oh i, I want to cosplay it. my character so bad but i can't i have one problem mm. i can't so <laughs> <laughs> i would I know. Take, anybody i can hire is listening i would hire someone to his costume for me because it's just oh it's so it's just insane mm-hmm I can totally imagine your 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 social media being oh, like costume of you know a cosplay of the month kind I of totally thing. Different characters for you that you've already voiced. <laughs> I would love to cosplay them all. I would yeah. love to cosplay them all. I've gotten to voice some really just cool yes. looking characters, and I just want to like be all of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one thing I wish I, I would have done like either in school or in and I and I hear you guys when you're like, well, there's still time. Yes, there is, but I, there's not enough hours in the day right now. I, I know what you mean. I know, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I I I can do pillowcases because it's a straight line. <laughs> yes, which yeah. means scars are good too, and ponchos. See, that's as far as it goes. So I can help out if you're if the cosplay has a scarf or a poncho. So, one of the things when you go to the theater and you and you study like in a conservatory environment or or you know in a theater environment, you have to do everything. So if you're I'm going to study theater, I want to be an actor. No, you need to do everything because it gives you the respect for all of the jobs. You have to work on sets. You have to work in the costume department. And I remember. I was so bad. I was so bad, Viviana. Like we were doing, I think, a production of like Brigadoon, which is this um, it's a musical and, um, you know, that takes place in Scotland. And I I had to make some of the kilts and I had. <sighs> the, the, OK, the poor guy, he came in for his fitting for this kilt. It was it was a mini skirt. Like it was a mini. It was like it barely covered his ass. And I was like, yes, you are going to be the most popular chorus member of Brigadoon. And I'm like, yeah, Tara, no, no. no. You know what? Just go back. Like, I, I was basically kicked out. I mean, I, they're basically, you know what? Yeah, no. You just, you know. Go back to the acting. <laughs> I go back to acting. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say that I in they're still doing that. My kid, who who's 21 now, when he did the last two years of his high school, he did um, theater. And he wasn't so much in the acting. He wanted to be the one behind the scenes. So the yeah, set making, the painting, art. lighting, all that, the audio stuff. I was like, good. That's, and, yes, good. Or, you know, stage managers. Yes. Great, great job. Mm-hmm. You stage manager. Yeah. You're running the whole show. You know, yeah. Once, once the director leaves, like that becomes oops, stage manager. That's that's pretty much your show. Yeah. He did some really good, good fun stuff. Yeah. He did such a good job. And I'm like, so why can't you use a hammer at home? 
I, I, there's been some projects, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes our passions are, you know, that's it, difference. Yeah. <laughs> there is. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of the passions and things like that, when it comes down, you've done so much, you've done so much and you've been all over, you know, for, with characters, with accents and, you know, otherworldlies, <laughs> aliens. Yes, otherworldlies, yes. Yes. Uh, so is there a genre, whether it be, uh, let's say, audiobooks and in the animation side that you have yet to do that you were like, ooh, that would be fun? You know, I haven't done a lot of fantasy audiobooks. And I love them. I have, I, okay, so I, I mean, I've done some paranormal. I have done some paranormal um, and I did, uh, but, but I really love fantasies. Um, so I would definitely love to do that. Uh, what else would I love to do? There's more. Um, I've done some anime, but I would love to do more because it is fun. It is really, really fun. Um, it has, has its own challenges, you know, but it is, it's exciting. And I, I, every time I have a session for anime, I just, it's, it's, it's just a lot of, a lot of fun to dub these, these great characters. Uh, so I'd like to do that also. Um, and what else? Promo. I haven't done a lot of promo and I would love to, I would love to get more into doing, uh, you know, promos. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. You see, usually yeah. people tend to like, like, um, like starting point was promos and they're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, pro promos are tough. Promos are, you know, that's a. That's a like um like um promos for you know major networks and things like that. Those are really I have a friend of mine who does them. He's first he's a phenomenal actor, but um he's all over the television now do, doing mm -hmm. that. Um that that's really really really. Great. I mean, you have Samuel L. Jackson's doing commercials, so oh, I think we're good, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All celebrities are everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And audiobooks too. I know. And audiobooks. You can look at Audible, and it's like you know. They're all doing it. I mean, they've been doing it for a while, but now it's like, really, they're everywhere. I will say that there's a, that's a that's a conversation that the the community has been having as far as the listener side of things. Yeah, it, that um, being a brilliant actor on stage and on film does not equate a good narrator because it's a different way of doing it, and it's your mostly your voice. Like a lot of times, like you can't make the facial expressions and make and convey the emotion. You can't convey the hand gestures, you know, the, the fist pumping and all that fun stuff. And it's just a little difference. And there's, I think they're starting to realize now that, that that's just a little difference. It's the same thing. It's great starting set and tools. Um, but there's been some other ones too. I can't, I'm blanking on her name. She was, uh, oh my God, Elizabeth Bennett's sister in Pride and Prejudice. This is how my brain works, folks. I'm sorry. Oh, um, Kate Winslet? Don't. He won an audiobook thing with Jiggy last year. Hold on. This is where my brain goes to Pride and Prejudice search. <laughs> uh, 2005 cast. Uh, and I want to say something starts Kira with Knightley? A... No, Kira Knightley oh, was. Oh, oh, no. She was in. Uh, okay. You, you said Pride yeah. and Prejudice, right? Yeah. So she was in Pride and Prejudice in 2005, but it was her sister. Um, oh. oh, Rosmundo Pike, who was Jane. Oh, Jane Bennett. Yes. Oh, I love Rosmund Pike. I love yes. her. Yes. She's. Like when I, when anybody says, um, oh, when we've had that, yeah, when if we've had this conversation and they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, listen, listen. So good. Check her out. And they're like, but she's an actress. I'm like, no, listen, check her out. 
<laughs> See, that's, I guess, you know, I guess that's why I differ because I, I, I think, I think it's a matter of taste too, you know, because I think because I grew up in the theater too, and I, I, I want to hear my audiobooks acted, and I think some people don't. I think some people, and I, and I, I know that with me. I know I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I know there are people going to be like, "Oh, I love that. I want to hear it acted." And other people will be like, "No, it's too much for me." <laughs> so I think that I do think there's a certain kind of like for me. One of my favorite. I love Jim Dale's Harry Potter. I love Jim Dale narrating anything. And Jim Dale is to me, he is a consummate theater actor and I adore him. And I love that when he's telling me a story, he's like, and then Harry, like he's just there. I see everything. I feel everything. I love Stephen Fry as well. I love Stephen Fry's, um, you know, two very different approaches, but I tend to like the drama drama. <laughs> The drama drama. I enjoy it. I, I want to hear that. I kind of want to hear the, the 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 little subtleties in the eyes, you know, when that person's talking. I want to hear them saying a particular line as you would in real life. You know, I want I want to hear that kind of like, you know, as opposed to it being more precise. I want to hear that kind of that that humanity. I want to hear that. So and I, I do think that is there are differences and people have different styles. And I also think not everybody, you know. I think more and more audiobook listeners now, I think more contemporary listeners like that kind of style where it's sort of like, hey, I, I feel like I'm watching a rom-com right now. I'm watching a movie. And I think other people might be like, mm, this is too rom-commy movie for me. I, I That's too much. Right. So I, I do think that that's very interesting. So I do think style and, 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 and you know, everybody has different, different, different taste levels. You know, people narrators people love and narrators you know so i tend to go for more of those theatrical narrators you know i tend to go for more of those those actor types because i really love what they're doing and and um not that not not saying what you said Viviana, that every actor makes a good narrator they do not um and not every film actor makes a great video game actor they do not um but i think i do find that most stage actors to me I can always tell somebody who's had Shakespeare training or stage, they tend to be my favorite narrators. Yep. Because I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Right. Like, think about it. Think about it. Go, oh, they do Shakespeare. Oh, they do Shakespeare. Um, and there's or, you know, they went to, you know, Yale or Juilliard or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, not not that you have to go to Yale or Juilliard to be phenomenal narrator. I'm just saying for me, I. I find that those tend to be, um, and I think with the Shakespeare, it has a lot to do with just timing um, and the poetry, because writing is poetry. And I, I feel like those actors have kind of a shortcut into that because you're doing a book and you don't have the time to say in the stage as you would rehearse and rehearse, right? And I think sometimes listeners to take that into consideration, you're listening to a book that this narrator has done their research. They've done the prep work. They are going in pretty much cold now because you can't rehearse 700 pages right can't do that. cannot do that so you're sitting down and that narrator has to have confidence in their prep work that they know who these characters are so they can make those choices and make those real choices so when you're listening to that you're basically listening to narrators cold reading seven eight hours you know and of course it's double that time for a narrator to do that and that's something that when you think about it, you go, wow, audiobook narrators are just 
phenomenal at what they do because that is a very tough job. You don't have a director unless you're working at Audible Studios. Even then, a lot of times you, you, you maybe you're lucky to have a director, um, but sometimes you don't. Awesome. You know, you'll have your audio engineer, um, but you're pretty much going in and, you know, you're on your mm -hmm. own. Yeah. But also when you're on stage, you're that one character and that's it. And so you only have to re remember and feel like what that emotion was during that scene for that mm -hmm. one character. As a narrator, y'all got to do all of them. <laughs> and, and remember, remember what I said about being off book, being yeah. off book and not having that script gives you that freedom to allow those words to just become like like they're like they're your words coming out mm -hmm. of you. Again, you're sitting down and you're reading and you have to make the words come. You have to lift those words off the page. For the first time, you have to lift them off the page. You have to be able to look ahead. You have to be able to see what's coming and you have to be able to make those choices. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's mm -hmm. a lot. It takes a lot of skill. Yeah. And the good thing is, though, that there right now, there's so many different books out there done in different styles. So if you are not the listener that wants things to be more you know, dramatical and immersive, you can do single narration or even dual narrations. Right now, it's getting more and more popular to have that semi-immersive where... Uh yeah. yeah, duet style with some sounds and, and you know, when you, you're like, yeah, you know, these birds in this park. And then all of a sudden you hear, you know, okay. yeah. <laughs> like, an audio, like an audio drama, which yeah, I do love. An audio drama. Audio yeah. Drama. yeah. And things like that. So it's just, and then some that are like, nope, I want my solo the narration. I'm like, I want well, my solo. And I get that. And then yeah. you know what? There are certain stories. There are certain stories that I want solo narration. I just want to focus on that. Yeah. Um, so it is great that we have the variety that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about the books in general there's so many different genres and then even within romance there's so many different subgenres. Oh, oh, i know yeah it's fantastic and we find that a little bit of everything you know people can jump around it's great you have a pretty fully booked docket and it's like when i say it's not only what's on your plate it's on your platter um between all these roles that you're doing and continuing to do more more you know auditioning and getting the, the new gigs and all that fun stuff but then you added something else to it you guys, you're going to be launching a called the, you know, the process, disrupting the creativity yes. a podcast. Tell me about that. Because when I saw it, I was like, ooh, yes. <laughs> very, very excited about this. So I founded a company called the voiceover repertory company three years ago. And we, we do the, we do uh, audio drama and I, and it is that fully immersive uh, audio drama. We do all genres. Um, uh, we do a lot of science fiction. We do. Uh, we just did a farce that 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 is actually out now. Um, and our creative director, Daniel Lazarian, who is a phenomenal director, um, and he and I uh, wanted are really really passionate about the actual process of artists, all artists. Writers, directors, producers, game developers, um, uh, actors, voice actors, um, all kinds of creators. We want to know what the creative process means to you, what it means. How do you prepare for something? No, and we really want to get into the nitty gritty of technique uh, because this is what I've always been passionate about, as we've talked about, if, if, you know, a lot today, Viviana, why, why I love doing what I do, because I love the process of create, of creating. And it's not something that people really, we, we say the word process a lot, but what does it mean? What does that mean? How does each individual create? And everybody has a unique story. Every, we're all storytellers, every single one of us. And I always say, you don't have to be, everyone is their own artist of their own life. 
You know, you don't have to be a, you know, quote unquote artist, voice actor, whatever. You know, everyone has a story. Everybody is a creative. And uh, we are interviewing and going kind of really in depth with uh, what those techniques are. Um, so we're interviewing everyone from from uh, our first interview is with a fabulous actor. And and Tom, Tom Antonellis is a, he's a voice actor. Um, he's he's a coach. He's a, he's an accent and dialect coach. Um, he does it all. He has podcasts. He's done audio books. He's done a lot. It's a really, really interesting interview. And um, we are just going to be taking all kinds of creatives from all walks of life to come on and delve into how do they get there? How did how did you get what was that moment that you knew you were creative? And what does that actually mean? You know, it's like it's one thing to and it's it's sometimes it's hard to articulate, but it's very interesting when you get people to kind of open up about these stories, the the gems that come out. It's basically mm-hmm. like a master class in creativity. Yeah. And it's and a lot of folks don't think that they're creative. And Everybody. that they're they're doing this, you know, they're they're sewing, you know, some of well, some folks are doing like teddy bears for the family and they're doing this or or how they're cooking and they're making these huge meals and things yes. like that. And I'm like, that, 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 that's artistry right there. That's an art. That's that an, is art. an art. Living is an art. Living is an art. Um, so that's what we're going to be exploring in uh, in the process. Love it. It's so interesting. Again, that process, because a lot of times people think, oh, look. I'm getting the finished thing. That's it. They, they just want the the product, whether it's, you know, the outfit, the podcast, the book, whatever, mm-hmm. not knowing about all the editing and all the graphics and all this and the color changes. And even like, <laughs> so I did a book cover for author friend of mine and she wanted a specific kind of teal. And okay. oh my God, that's still the running joke between us because the number of variations of teal that I provided with her <laughs> for, <laughs> and then she's like, <laughs> Little Mermaid teal, and I'm like, woman! <laughs> oh my gosh, <sighs> woman! And so these things, and I'm like, first of all, I work I, at the time I worked for the company. I could have gotten that, you know, that number um, for the for the red color code. But then it's like, well, which part of the angle of the this? And so Tim, that all that is creative, yes. and and the process. Sometimes it takes a second. Other times it takes months of mm-hmm. writing that, or performance. Yes. Yeah, and. Sometimes I think people take it for granted and they, they and that they themselves are the artist or if they, they love a form of art that they don't understand why it's worth that much. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And also some people, too, as a creative, some people have get stuck in their process. Right. So they, they, they get stuck or they're not sure how they how they can, you know, how they can get past a, a slump. Um, you know, maybe they need help in, in, in refining that. So I always find it, it, it inspiring to be able to listen to other creatives talk about how they do it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, it's always fun when, when someone says, I'm like, oh my God, like, why wasn't I doing that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. I'm an overthinker. <laughs> I simplify overcomplicated processes for other folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an overthinker about me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I I think a lot of creative. I think I I just think that goes with being creative. I do. Yeah, I think because so. our minds are you know are always they're always going. They're always mm-hmm. they're always going. So yeah. So when does the first episode launch? Because you recently announced Tuesday. it. Tuesday. Tuesday. So that's October second. October second. Yes. Yay. October second. I'll make sure to link that for when this one goes live for us to chat, yes. so we can yes. listen. And I'm looking forward to listening to it. Um you know there's just so many things that you continue to do 
Um, and is there anything that you're wanting? I know that we kind of talked about the the books and or the as far as the sort of genres, but do you have like a goal in life when it comes down to your career? Like if I get this or if I learn that accent or if I can do this, that you're like, yes, I'm good. Yeah. Or is it always ongoing? I used to think that, you know, you there. I used to think, oh, if I do this or if I do that or when I get here and I realize that I'm working and it's enough. And I just want to keep working, Viviana. To be able to work in this industry and to work consistently is, I mean, that that's the that's the dream. You know, you know, I I just want to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, get better because there's always, you know, you never stop learning and you never stop trying to be the best that you can. So I want to just get better and better and, and I want to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> I just want, the work is enough for me. Um, I love it. And I really love being, I guess I would, I would consider myself like a utility player. And, and what that means is, um, I like to do a lot of different roles. Um, I keep myself busy, you know, I'm kind of like, or playing supporting roles or things like that, a utility player. I, I love doing that because it, I do get to play a lot of very eclectic kind of roles, which I like. I love having all of these, you know, different pieces of myself that I can kind of discover. Um, and I want to keep expanding on that and, mm-hmm. and, and doing that. Yeah. That's definitely an artist thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to. I love it. Every day I can get up to do this and talk with you and, 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 and I've got, you know, a bunch of auditions, you know, sitting in my, sitting in my, uh, mailbox that I can be like, Oh, I've got all these, all these auditions. I've got all these characters that I get to play with and do like, that's the joy of it for me. Yeah. I will say I am fascinated and I love, and, and, and love, love, love that you still get excited about auditions. You better in this business. Cause that's well, mostly because you have to, you've got to. I think sometimes there's some folks and maybe it's in a specific area of the industry that are like, oh, I don't I no longer have to audition or I don't need to. I'm like, well, no, I still want you to audition. I know you sound great. I just oh, want to make yeah, sure no. that you Got sound good for this particular role. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, because there's so many different factors. Yeah. So many different factors. You know, I so so to give an example of that, the voice of a repertory company, we had auditions for a um we did a sci-fi drama called Justice, uh, which is one of my favorites, written by our, our fabulous lead writer, Steve Weins, wrote this wonderful piece. And it was based on a story of an alien, a human, and an artificial intelligence. And um, there is um, basically something happens, and uh, the AI becomes this sort of judge of who's telling the truth and who isn't, Okay. So the part of the alien was I had this voice in my head, Viviana. I had this voice in my head and I I could hear the alien. I knew what I wanted him to sound like. He was very regal, but I also wanted him to have a very specific kind of dialect and accent. I wasn't sure what that was, but I heard it in my head. Now, we had auditions for this character that were brilliant. They They were really brilliant. But then there was one actor, as soon as I heard him, I was like, and I remember saying to Dan, you got to hear this guy absolutely phenomenal. His name is Chris Okawa. He is a brilliant voice actor. Um, he does he does everything. You'll hear him all over the place. He does a lot of promos. He does a lot of video games. Also, he happens to be a stage actor. He's a Shakespearean actor. This is interesting. I did not know that when I heard Chris the first time. 
And I said, that's him. That is the alien. That's the voice. I wish I had a clip of it that you could hear. He's so good. And it wasn't that everybody else, you know, we had we had performers that just not that they weren't good. They just weren't right. Right. So you could be you could be wonderful. You could be a fantastic actor. and Your work is out there and it's great. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're right. Or maybe you just want to hear other people because somebody can surprise you. So being on the casting side of it, um, that's that's what happens sometimes. And sometimes you just know. Sometimes you know you've got a, you've got something in mind. For, oh, this 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 part is this individual. I I know that this person. But other times you don't know. And I mean, I'm I'm always up for an audition. I, I you need to hear from me. Absolutely, I I will audition. You know, yeah. um, what do you need? Make sure yeah. that it's a good partnership. You want everybody to be to be happy because it's a collaboration. Mm-hmm. I actually like the well for my side of things. Um, kind of like okay, you know what I can do. But I also like to have like, well, what is it specifically? Because for me, it's almost like I want to be able to step up for the challenge. Absolutely. And you might challenge me to do something different that I have not ever done before, but I want it and I'm willing to do it. And, yes. And that's where I think uh, the, the artistry kind of comes into play is that stretching of the muscles and stretching of the minds and the possibilities. And and sometimes it can, it can be a really bad, you know, teal color of the not exactly of the Little Mermaid. Fade, uh, shade. <laughs> but man, when you get it, <laughs> get it, you get it, and you know what? You and then, and there are times you don't get it. You know, yeah. there are times where you you take the risk and it doesn't work, or you, mm-hmm. or you know, I'll do an audition and I'll go back and I keep all my auditions. I'll go back and I'll listen to something months later. Wow, was that what that was my choice? What was I thinking? <laughs> you know, but my agent always says to me, you know, Tara, sometimes I'll send you things. I'm, you know, I'm going to send you some things, and you're going to look at it and go. Why, why, why is he sending me this? This, this is so, trust me and do it. And I never forgot that. So I I always, even if I have an audition that I think, wow, I, that's just so far out of my wheelhouse or I'm not going to, I always do it, you know, unless it's something that, you know, it's just, you know, really, really far out there or something like that. But for the most part, I I mean, everything that comes my way, I'm like, here I go, going in and you, you take the shot. Because like you said, you can surprise yourself. And sometimes it's like, I've booked parts that I was, wow, I booked that job? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know I was going to book that job. So, yeah. yeah. It's it's when you can get someone to trust you and mm-hmm. that believes in you yeah. and will work you through the ringer to get you because they know you can do it. And even though we might be going, oh, I don't know anymore. You're mean. Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it's like okay, we're 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 at a good place. Okay, let's go. And uh, and then when you see the final product, and you're going, I did. <gasps> yeah. And then hopefully there's a little less second guessing the next time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Next. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Imposter syndrome is big here. <laughs> it's all, it's all good. You know what? It's okay. It just yeah. as long as you keep doing it. You just mm-hmm. have to keep doing it. Yeah. And it's fun. As long as you find it fun, I think that's where, for me, that's why I was like, wow, she really sounds like she, it's fun for her to audition. I was like, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And, you know, when you're on the, the video game side and all of those things, you know, you get, you know, you get a lot of auditions from your agent. You're you're not going to book them all. You know, you're, you're going to lose more jobs than you win. You're going to lose more jobs than you get. So you really need to love that process. You know, you need to be okay with, hey, you didn't get that or you didn't hear, you know. So, um, and then you just move on. And everything you do, you learn. You learn from that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm always asking for feedback. Could I have done that differently? And how would that, that look like? Or did I need to work on something harder? Um, different yeah. feel? <laughs> yeah, you can get feedback. It's great. And in, in, in our business on that side of it, a lot of the times you don't get it. Yeah. Uh, yes. And you have to be like, okay. So then you you get it in the sense of you can you can talk to your agent or you can say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Um, or then, or you can talk to, you know, your coaching. Most, most people in the business, I think anybody who's, who's a voice actor or actor, they're always studying, you know, mm-hmm. it never stops. They're always trying to keep, keep learning and, and, uh, you know, cause you got it's like, a, it's a muscle. You got to keep working, you know, keep working it. Mm-hmm. And there's just with so many stories out there. I mean, there's so many different ways from the accent work to how to say certain, you know, pronunciations and, you know, I'm not much of a crier, but now I have to cry on cue. <laughs> you know, how do we do this? <laughs> All yes, this fun and stuff. Accents and dialects are, are a big part of it, too, because you want to make sure that you are you're accurate, you know, and you're respectful and you're you're honoring that, you know, whatever that particular accent or dialect is. Oh, so, yeah. You want to make sure that you, you know, and, and you it's also it's always good to work with somebody because, you know, unless you especially Accents and dialects are tricky, too, because it's, again, like a muscle. You have to keep using them, right? You've got to keep doing that. Um, so, yeah, if you need to, there's so many great coaches out there that you can work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you just wanting to expand your repertoire. Like, you know, I've always done this. and I want to do that. How do I go about it? Yes. You know, and so that's always a great kind of thing. Again, part of the the thing I love about creativity and the creative side of, of any job has always been being able to try something new keep things moving forward and and seeing how you know how good or how bad i'm at something <laughs> and that's okay if i'm gonna fail it's gonna be epic Kara. it's gonna be epic failure Viviana, <laughs> i'm with you i am so with you i'm gonna fail i'm gonna fail i'm gonna yeah. ooh, all right there it is well that didn't work out yeah. okay but damn the way she did that but i did I failure don't. but good. damn <laughs> i fell on my face yeah <laughs> I was in it. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah 110 percent. i'm mm-hmm. going yeah at least i try <laughs> i'm like that though you know yeah like, let's go you know yes. and I, I have horses and i oh, you know yeah. and um i i used to barrel race with my horse so i have two barrel horses so that's like in the rodeo when you like run around the three barrels and and you run very very fast very very fast speed and um my horses are they're semi-retired right now i don't compete anymore but I, you know, when I first started, I, I <laughs> had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I really, what I lacked though in skill, I made up for with guts. And I think guts is the number one quality you have to have as a creative. It's guts. Skill is going to come. Um, you, you, it takes, it takes a long time. You know, you've got to, you know, some people have a natural ability. That's great. But you still have to hone those skills and you still have to put them into practice. So I started backwards when it came to riding. I do not recommend people do that. Um, You know, and I I failed epically. I mean, I fell. I got hurt. I mean, it was it was. And thank God I had a phenomenal, phenomenal horse. My girl, Sweetsy. I have two, Sweetsy and Trader and Sweetsy, man. Woof, did she take care of me? She just, she was just like, damn girl, like just hang on for God's sakes. Um, I will take care of you. And she did. Uh, and you know what? Eventually I, you know, I learned and we were doing our thing, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, but I, I just, I just kept doing it. I just, I, I didn't care. I, and I think because 
Um, you know, and there were people, I was competing with people that were like all the, all different levels, you know, and you know, people like pro, pro riders and everything else. And there was Sweetsie and I, and, you know, Sweetsie was known for being very, like, she was very fast. And when I'd go to the warm up ring, people would like leave because <laughs> I could barely control her, you know, and I just sit here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm okay. You know, and I thought, I thought I was fine. People were like, oh my God, what's that girl doing? Like, you know, and I just, I kept doing it. I did not care. I was like, I know people were like, what is that girl thinking? And, you know, eventually Sweetsie and I got it, you know, got together. Um, but yeah, we failed. And then we were, you know, in the winner's circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's one of those sometimes people get a little bit concerned with, oh, I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that. And something that I can equate it to is like Canva right now. There's a huge conversation yes, with a yes. graphic art artist and Canva. And I'm like, listen, I'm fine with you using Canva. But don't bust out with that. This is a unique thing if you're using a template, um, you know, and and know the rules that if you use a template, you know, you don't know, you don't know the rights. You have uh-huh. no ownership to it versus you can start you with a template to give you maybe a rough idea. But then if at the end of the day, the person looking at it has no freaking clue that that was a template, then that's art kind of right. a thing. And right. that's where you, you start. And that's OK to start there. It's OK to start with Absolutely. Canva. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, it's okay to buy that horse that you have no idea what you're gonna do. <laughs> just make just make sure you have a trainer and you have help. Yeah, but see, that's the key help. right there, I, I think. Thought. It's one of those go ahead and do it, but then surround yourself and learn and use those skill sets and hone it. Um, don't lie about it. Yes. <laughs> don't yes. steal from other folks either, folks, you know. Don't claim to have it be yours when it's not, but like own it. Like, yeah, I, I bought a horse. <laughs> and I don't do know what it? the hell I'm doing, but I, yeah. and I, I used to say that to people. They'd be like, Tara, like, I'm like, yep, I got a horse. She's a lot mm-hmm. of horse for me. And I'm mm-hmm. basically hang on. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging on. Yeah. And you kind of run with it. And then you and, learn little by little. And because I got her and at the, at the, oh, God, she's just such a doll. I love I love her. Um, She she helped me get better. And then I was able, when I got trader, I was like, okay, now I can, you know, I would never have been able to ride him had I not learned what I learned from Sweetsie and the trainers that, that worked with me, you know, mm-hmm. but yes, I did get help and that's it too. get the help, mm-hmm. yeah. get the training. Yeah. It's, it's important. It's just how, you know, everything. 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 Yeah. So there's always something to learn, whether always. if it's paint, like what kind of paint, is it acrylic? Is it water painting? It's all going to be different <laughs> and the end results different. So there's nothing wrong with wanting to learn. If you're wanting to try something that you've never done before, do it. Just make sure that when you're jumping, you know how to soft landing there at least to safe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but jump. Yeah. 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 So I did give you some homework and I, I, yeah. I used in high, in high school and actually, you know, I remember this clearly even in kindergarten, I would hate it when my teacher would give us homework and then not check it. <laughs> Cause I'm like, no. Yeah. You know, so I gave you homework where you are going to tell me three things about you, of which two are truths and one's a lie. And we have to figure out which one's the lie. Um, the, fa- the fact that I get this, decided to do this with a bunch of actors as part of a podcast concept. I mean, I could do this with like paint artists. They're not good liars. Y'all are actors. But OK. <laughs> OK. All right. Yeah. So here are my three truths. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I had a company called the mystic woman. I am an herbal educator and I created my own line of products. Uh, and, uh, they were like 
you know, beauty products, creams, like lotions and potions and all kinds of fun things like that. And um, my sister and I also created a formula for horses that um, that we sold. So that's my first one. Second one is that me and Sweetsy and my horse trader holds national title in uh, barrel racing. And the third one is that I once was at Bill Clinton, uh, former President Bill Clinton's 60th birthday party. I totally see you doing the potions and lotions and <laughs> magic spells and stuff like that. <laughs> I totally see you do that. Okay, so those are the three. The owning a company where you did you said Mystic Woman? What's, what's the name of Mystic it? Woman. The Mystic yes, Woman. I love that name. Um, where you were an herbalist and doing all sorts of lotions and potions and you ended up doing a line for the horses. You and your horses are, you know, champions, national champions in barrel uh, racing and that you've won mess, m- met former President Bill Clinton of all of which this is very possible. Um, you did good. You did good. <laughs> is the lie the one about the Bill Clinton? That's true. Oh, okay. That is true. Mm-hmm. It was his 60th birthday party and it was at Radio City Music Hall. And after the show was over, we all went up on the stage and I got to meet him. And it's the funniest story because at the time, he, he was, you know, president, um, security, the whole deal. Hillary was there. And where I was sitting, I, could, I was actually a few, like, um, a few seats back from them. So I could see him and her. And then yeah, everybody was on the stage. And as he was, I wasn't nervous at all about this, Viviana. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm going to, you know, okay. Oh, you're going to meet the president, whatever. Okay. I, whatever. So I'm standing there in this like circle, this line. And he's moving, you know, going down the line, going down the line, going down the line, getting closer, getting closer. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And as he's getting closer to me, I start freaking out. It's the president of the United States. And I don't care who you are and I don't care who you vote for and I don't care. It's the president. Mm-hmm. It is the most powerful person getting closer to you. And I was like, so I'm looking around for my my friend to introduce me, right? Because I and I as I turn around, I'm turning and I'm actually doing this right now. I looked around my shoulder. I turn and he's standing in front of me. Okay, now this is years ago. He's tall, you know, very charismatic. And he's staring at me and his hand is out and I start talking like an idiot. I grab his hand, like with put my hand, start shaking it. I go, happy birthday, Mr. President, sir. This was just absolutely fabulous. You know, I really enjoyed this. You know, when John Bon Jovi came out, I mean, that was fantastic. And I, Viviana, I just started babbling incessantly. And he was looking at me like, do I know her? <laughs> no, like, have we met? And I'm like, oh, God. And then um, my friend came like, oh, Mr. President, this is new terror, blah, blah, blah. And I was introduced to to the president then and met him. And I have this, you know, picture with him now. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was that was that was very, very funny. My reaction. Oh, goodness. Our yeah. nerves when we get nervous and we go like, oh, yeah, we're all cool and fine. They're like, ah. I was like, whatever. <laughs> it's no big deal. Yeah, it's the president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 OK, so this is also where the the information is all on details you could have totally done the whole company thing and that would have been the truth but it became the lie because of the lotions for the horses um and that did not happen that could be the one that causes the lie so now we have these two options of you being a champion and i don't want to take that away from you but 
So I really don't know. Oof. Um, I want to say that the lie then would be the the lotions for and potions for the horses. That's true. <laughs> See, yeah. That See, is true. That's yeah. true. Yes. So we did my, uh, I had a, I did have a company called the mystic woman mm-hmm. and, um, I had like, um, herbal oils and things, which I really want to bring them back, uh, because I can't find these oils anywhere and, and they, they smell really great. And, um, and then my sister and I made a, uh, we made two formulas for the horses. We actually made a fly spray and we made uh, another formula and we sold the formulas. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So the lie is while I do barrel race and while I do have some, um, some state championships. I never won a national title, title. Mm-hmm. with 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 either of my horses. Although Trader did win, he was a reserve champion in, in the uh, NBHA World Show. Mm-hmm. That was before I had him. So <laughs> we never. We, there's no national titles for mm-hmm. us. <laughs> so that's where very the possible. Yes, yeah, the detail, it's yeah. possible. That's why I chose that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. You did good. <laughs> Well, thank, uh, so before you we go, tell us what you're currently working on that you can tell us because I love those NDAs um, and what's currently coming up for you. So many NDAs. Uh, so let's see. Uh, the process, very excited about the process. Uh, everyone um, love to have you guys. Oh, God, Viviana, you have to come on until we can talk, you know, process and stuff, creati- you know, creativity. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to have... Uh, talk with you so that's coming out very excited about it the voiceover repertory company um if you guys want to check out some of our you can go to vorep.net that has um a lot of our uh whether you like sci-fi or um uh we also have a really lovely story called significant deal about a very narcissistic actress and um what happens to her um it's kind of a little uh black mirror-y so if you guys want to listen to that um check that out and uh, everything else is pretty much under wraps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I <laughs> yes, the lovely NDAs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm sure if I can guess, you're going to be an alien at one point. You're going to be a really strong, you know, charismatic um, lead and bossy lady. Um, <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, pretty yes. much. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's going to be a British accent in you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. So some things are coming out soon, like some things are going to be coming out like this month and, you know, with probably October, November, but uh, uh, a, a few that'll be out a, b- a bunch next year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I cannot wait for all this stuff to come out. It's exciting. So thank you. But thank you so much for being my guest and hanging out with me. It's been so much fun. Oh, Viviana, this is so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that we finally got a chance to, to connect and do this. Um, but if you're not following Tara on social media, I'm going to include all of her social media links so you can follow her and get all the goodies because she's really good about announcing when she has any role. Um, and so that way we can all be like, yay. And uh, so that information will be found over at the episode's post over at Evian Enchantress of Books. Thank you again so much for spending the time with me. And everyone, until next time, happy listenings. Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. The audiobook-loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobook-loving. We thank you for your support. 
Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.